Hello, and welcome to a special episode of the Lise and Dom Show. It's special because we have a special guest today. Yeah, our first one! Woo! Uh, today, we're so, so, so happy to welcome our friend and colleague, Camille Turbin, who is a master's student in environmental studies at Université de Moncton. And Yay! Hi, guys! <laughs> Hello. Hello, Camille. Um, today... We're going to have a really interesting conversation that I feel like a lot of people who listen to this show will be able to relate to uh, to a certain degree, and that is dealing with eco-anxiety. Um, so, Kami, tell us a little bit about why you're interested in this topic. Take it away, fam. All right. Uh, yeah, so actually I'm doing a master in environmental studies right now. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree in communication, like uh, Dom and Lise, actually. Mm-hmm. We, we did this together. Yeah, it's our thing. <laughs> and I have a minor in biochemistry. So I've always been interested in sciences, um, but also like talking about it, not doing it, actually. Uh, I really like to educate people about a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much how I'm doing this right now. <laughs> And I know you guys have some questions about that and, like, what can we do to help the environment? So I'll try my best to answer your question. Yeah. Like, I think um, at this point where we are in 2021, I know that, you know, the, the, the world is getting hotter and everything. We definitely see the effects how, you know, five years we had about six feet of snow and this year we maybe got one foot Mm -hmm. and you know it it goes from six degrees to 23 degrees one day and you know there's definitely an explanation behind that so I think we can all relate on um that kind of eco anxiety it might not be anxiety for everyone Mm -hmm. but how to deal with you know those those little changes that you could do in your everyday life that could have a really big impact in uh basically the future of the planet yeah basically Yeah, exactly. Um, Maybe I can try to just put some basics down first. Just explain what's going on in the world right now. Yeah, for sure. Like in a simple way. So first of all, yeah, you just talked about it. The earth is warming up. So why is that? Um, We talk about uh, climate change. We also talk about global warming. I heard some people think that it was kind of the same thing. It's kind of synonyms. It's not. Okay. Um, so that's the first thing I want to explain to you guys. Climate change is an effect of global warming, actually. Okay. So global warming, uh, what it is, is basically we've seen that since pre-industrial period, so that's around um, the 1850s to the 1900s, mm-hmm. the Earth has warmed up about one degree Celsius hotter than it was in average hmm. at that time. Wow. Um, and we explain that because of, uh, well, primarily because of fossil fuel burning. Okay. Uh, so because of human activities, basically. Because right. um, it can be, you know, a, a natural thing for the Earth to just have higher temperatures in some period of, it, of its life, if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we know it's like it's heating up really fast. And it is because of us, basically. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So that's global warming. And climate change is a little bit more inclusive than that. So climate change is really the long-term change in the average weather patterns. Hmm. So it's what you just said. Like, one day it's six degrees and the other one it's 23 or something like that. And you have snow a day and the other one it's, I don't know, uh, raining like crazy or something like that. Yeah. that's about climate change. And it's also about, um, you know, those extreme climate events. So hurricanes, tornadoes, tsunamis, all those things, uh, they happen more often. Mm-hmm. And usually their, their intensity is higher as well. Right. So this is all about climate change. So why is this happening? Well, it's because Earth is warming up. And that kind of makes an imbalance in, you know, our climate patterns and all of that. Hmm. So, yeah, that's for um, the difference between global warming and climate change. That's so funny because we've been friends for years now and I had literally no idea. Like, we've been at this for four <laughs> minutes and I've already learned so much. I know. But I feel like this is a very common misconception that a lot of people have and that a lot of people kind of alternate between the words climate change and global warming, thinking it kind of means the same thing or yeah. you know, using it to describe the same thing, even though, like you said, climate change is an effect of global warming. 
Mm-hmm, exactly. And like, I have friends that are like in the master with me that are saying it's kind of a synonym and people use climate change to like, um, to be more inclusive that, you know, sometimes when we talk about global warming, there are people that say, well, it's snowing in Texas. How can the earth like be warming? It's, it's, it's not a thing. It's snowing right. in Texas. Well, that's because of climate change. Oh. It's, you know, it's the effect of global warming. The, the earth is getting warmer. So our weather patterns are just messed up. Huh. And that's why it was snowing in Texas this year. I feel like we should enter, insert like that little like sprinkle jingle that says like, <laughs> the more you know, because <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, basically. whoa, all right, cool. Yeah. yeah so that's that's about that. Um, so I said uh, the earth has warmed up about one degree Celsius and that is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is an institution called the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, so the IPCC, that's from the UN, the United Nations. Okay. And they made a report in 2018 about that, about the global warming and what are the effects and uh, what should we try to attain like as an objective of global warming, uh, you know, a certain degree that we should like aim for. Yeah, aim, aim for and, you know, try to, to, to go for that. Mm-hmm. And What they said is um, we are likely to reach 1.5 degrees Celsius of warming between to, uh, 2030 and 2052. So that's just likely to happen. Okay. Wow. Um, if we continue to do as we do like now. Right. So if we do not make much changes. And what they've, you know, looked into is what are the like negative impacts of that? Mm-hmm. So... If we try to reduce our emissions, because as you probably know, why it's warming up those fossil fuels, it's because of those greenhouse effect gases. So CO2, methane, all of those uh, gases. If we try to reduce reduce those emissions, um, maybe we can, you know, lower the negative impacts or, you know, minimize them as right. much as we can. Because it's going to happen. It's happening right now. Like, we, mm-hmm. we can't turn back. Uh, yeah. It's going to happen. We just try as much as we can to lower those negative impacts uh, the most. Okay. So, what they said is, we should aim for that 1.5 degrees, because if we go to 2 degrees, uh, it's not going to be good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not going to be good. Right. So, that's kind of the... Uh, I'd say worldwide objective. Okay. Uh, to attain. Um, so yeah. Um, also, we talk a lot about climate change and global warming, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not the only thing that's happening. There's also uh, the loss of biodiversity. Yeah, because I was about to bring that up. You know, mm-hmm. like I know that. Okay, I'm getting. I'm. I'm probably gonna get these confused now that I know the difference. <laughs> but. Um, Global warming and climate change yeah. probably is affecting biodiversity. Yeah. Like we're saying, like we talked about whales a couple of weeks ago. So I'm saying like, you know, the hotter, wha- the hotter water is affecting, you know, what the whales eat and everything. Yeah, exactly. And that's why everything is like so imbalanced. Well, it, it's part of it. Okay. Um, but I'd say it's maybe not the, the first cause of it. First cause is us, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, fishing, hunting, yeah. killing animals, destroying forests uh, and everything. Uh, actually, there's also another report that has been made. <laughs> It's all good. We love those. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's from, uh, I don't remember the name. It is from, I have it right there, uh, the Living Planet Report uh, 2020. Okay. So uh, what they observed is the Living Planet Index. So they basically just make a list mm-hmm. of, you know, every animal that, is on earth and oh, wow. you know must look, be a long list. Yeah. And they just look like, okay, so how many are there? Uh is it normal? Are they endangered and all of that okay. stuff? Okay. So what they said is, and I'm going to quote them because it's just going to be easier. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> the global living planet in- index continues to decline. It shows an average 68% decrease in population sizes of mammals, birds, amphibians, reptiles and fish between the 70s and 2016. Oh shit. A 94% decline in the LPI so the living planet index for the tropical subregions of the America, so South America basically, is the largest fall observed in any part of the world. That's scary. So <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Just going to say Damn. that again. <laughs> There's a 94% decline of all of those animals in South America. Wait, Shit, that man. is insane. Since the 70s. It's, it's still important to say it. Still, but like... Wow. It's still been like 50 years, but you in 50 years, we went back almost 95%. Yeah. So. Let that sink in, guys. <laughs> yeah. That's for, you know, South America. Obviously, there's regions that it's less than that because mm-hmm. the average is around 68%. But I'm still going to quote them. Why the, does this matter? Like, well, it obviously matters. It we we kind of know that it's important, but why really? Like, uh, you know, maybe we could still live a pretty good life even if there's less animals on earth you know so they say it matters because biodiversity is fundamental to human life on earth and the evidence is unequivocal it is being destroyed by us at a rate unprecedented in history so since the industrial revolution so what i said before around the 1850s uh 1900s uh human activities have increasingly destroyed and degraded forests grasslands wetlands and other important ecosystems threatening human well-being, but also animal well-being. Right. Um, 75% of the Earth's ice-free land, so what we are on right now, mm-hmm. so when there's no ice, yeah, <laughs> um, has already been significantly altered, and most of the oceans are polluted, uh, and more of 85% of the area of wetlands have been lost. So there, there's no more you know, territories for animals to live in. Yeah. So that's part of the explanation. Like, I just think of, like, the polar bears just trying to find, like, mm-hmm. an ice cube to just sleep on. And they just can't. And they end up drowning. And I'm like, that's heartbreaking. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know for you guys, but uh, this is getting me pretty anxious. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I'm, I, the hives are almost there, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really Jeez. difficult to hear all these numbers and not feel really bad. Yeah. Um, about and like you yeah. study that stuff every day. Like we've been talking for 15 minutes. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to die like <laughs> next year. Yeah, I, I, I can understand how the term eco-anxiety has come about because oh, shit. Yeah. Shit. Like, thinking about how intense. we're like, humans are pretty much causing the end of the world. If we don't, you know, stop ourselves. I clearly, yeah, yeah. yeah. we are causing the, the end of our world. In a way, because, you know, the earth is still going to leave even if we're not there. So we're, like, self-destructing, basically. Basically, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, this brings me to talk about eco-anxiety. Yeah, because I I had a little bit of some before, but, like, (laughs) So, uh, this thing has really, um, you know, it's been studied more and more over the years. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's become real. Uh, Sometimes you thought it's just a word some people use, but the the American Psychiatric Association studies it. Like, they're they're like, it's it's a real thing. And they describe it as a chronic fear of environmental doom. Hmm. And I think it's the easiest way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) fair enough. (laughs) Do I mean, yeah, it's not looking too good. Yeah. Um, But even though they're studying it, uh, medicine is still not considering it as a diagnosable condition. Because of anxiety. Because anxiety is a thing, but eco-anxiety is still not a thing for medicine. Mm. Okay. But, you know, they're going to say to you, like, you have anxiety, but they're not going to discuss what's the cause of it, you know? Hmm. So, yeah. But uh, as you said at the beginning of the podcast, Lise, there's many ways of, you know, feeling eco-anxiety and not, you know, everyone is dealing with it the same way and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a wide range of causes to, the, to develop eco-anxiety. It can go from, you know, being at risk of extreme climate events. So yeah. maybe living in an area that is more prone to those things. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, having PTSD for actually living it, like living mm-hmm. one. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. being a survivor of a hurricane or something. Yeah, that's intense. So that I can, can imagine even the people who live along, like, the St. John River... Like in New mm-hmm. Brunswick, and it, it keeps flooding really, really bad these past few years when the snow melts. I certainly imagine that the people who have to like leave their house every year are probably feeling super, you know, stressed about it and anxious and don't yeah. Know what to like do. I mean, as someone who is from that region, you know, I've I've seen it year mm-hmm. and year again, like getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, when we were kids, it was already pretty bad. Like I just think of one 
specific bald field that's like right along the river and it's like under it's like after a little hill well the water was almost up to the road from that hill so the ball field was I mean was completely gone but now like I just think there was also one year the year that it was extremely bad like it was almost flooding over over the banks and everything I remember we were in our school bus and the school bus drove like through the water that was on the road, which was never on the road. And oh, it looked wow. like we were like, at, well, we called it like Miss Frizzell's magic school bus. And we were like <laughs> going in a submarine because we're like, we're underwater, guys. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I can like, and I mean, I haven't been there for, uh, well, seven, seven, eight years now. And mm-hmm. people just keep on texting me. They're like, man, it's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad because, you know, sea levels are rising and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I can't even imagine what it's like to, you know, have to evacuate your house for, I don't know, a week to Mm -hmm. a month and then maybe coming back and half of your stuff being damaged or, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Oh my God. Yeah. And I, and myself is kind of living in as well because, uh, I'm from the beautiful place that is, uh, the Magdalene Islands. Yes. Yes. So... (laughs) Um, well, I'm, not no talk, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it because, you know, we're going to totally change the subject and I'm not going to be able to stop. But um, we're really prone to erosion mm-hmm. and it's really a big, big, big problem. And it has been like since forever. Yeah. But now that uh, the Gulf of St. Lawrence is not frozen in the winter anymore, mm. it's been more and more intense because, you right. know, the water just keeps on going. It's not yeah, freezing exactly. over. When, it, when it's frozen, well, even if, you know, there's a big storm out there, it's not going to do much impact because the water is not like, you know, it's not moving. Like, yeah, it's, it's not moving, but it's not affecting, you know, those, those rocks. So when, you know, the water is not frozen. It's it's like we're in, I don't know, fall for all year long because mm. it can just erode our, our island more and more. Yeah, the current year. just doesn't really stop. Exactly. So I, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm anxious about that, but I'm also anxious in the other way that you can kind of live eco-anxiety that is just Seeing those things happen on the news, you know, mm-hmm. knowing those facts, like I just stated to you guys, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just feeling kind of useless about it. Yeah. And you can also feel kind of guilty, you know. Maybe yeah. you did not contribute, like, that much yourself, but you're like, okay, my my race th- th- did this. Like, we did this as human beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you can feel kind of gu- guilty in front of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I've always... Like, ever since, you know, like, the early 2000s weren't that bad, but as Mm -hmm. soon as really, like, the eco, like, climate change, everything, news started getting out, and they were like, you need to recycle, and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, all those things. And I always remember thinking, like, I'm one person. Yep. What am Mm -hmm. I? What, like, if I change something, okay, cool, but is it really going to affect that much mm-hmm. like that was my mentality and now well at this point I'm just like even if it is just a tiny little gesture it probably will help in some way so I think we can just keep talking about that as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. yeah well that that was my next point actually so while while we're feeling feeling useless about that and you know kind of guilty what can we do about it because we we cannot just you know crawl into our beds and cry all day and be like okay we're doomed <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's it it's the end of the world bye guys bye. so what can we do about it and it's just like you said uh, actually it's been kind of proven that uh, the individual things that we do even if we'd all turn like vegan and zero waste and all of that stuff mm-hmm. it would not really change what's happening because it's like those big corporations yeah. right yeah those are really the ones that needs to change. Mm-hmm. So there are kind of two ways of seeing this problem. There are people that say uh, it doesn't really matter if we change, you know, our, our daily life or whatever. So we're going to have to change like the governments and those big industries. Right. So that's where activism mm-hmm. uh, is coming from. And, you know, mm-hmm. so there are a lot of people that just, you know, are implicated mm-hmm. with those organizations that are really pro-environment of those stuff. And that try to do some lobbying also uh, with the governments and all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's great. And we need that. But it's not for everyone. 
Um, personally, I kind of, I'm kind of not on board with this. Mm-hmm. You know, when there are rallies on the road or something like that, I'm just yeah, I can go, but it's it's not my thing. Right. And uh, I'm like, what can I do if I don't like that or if I don't feel comfortable in that? Mm-hmm. And that's where the kind of other way of seeing this uh, comes. So even if as individuals we do not really have an impact, we still do in the way that, you know, those industries, they work with supply and demand. Okay. So mm-hmm. if there's no more demand, then company's going to collapse. I guess, yeah. So in this way, we still have, you know, an impact. So if we are able to mobilize enough people to make those changes and to stop, you know, dealing with those companies and those industries, well, they're not going to have a choice. Yeah. They're going to have to close or whatever or to change at least. Mm -hmm. So that's my way of seeing this. Um, Activism is great. And I'm not saying like do it if you want to do it. Like it's really important. But my way of seeing this is even if we kind of do not have any impact In the best of the world, we could have one if we have enough people to mobilize and to just, you know, boycott those companies in a way. Right. Or, you know, do do this little changes in our daily life mm-hmm. that could bring down some of those companies at least. Yeah, because, I mean, we we talked about this earlier today, actually, because mm-hmm. we, we hung out all day, but... Um, like, we were saying how, where we are in Moncton, New Brunswick... There's not, since it's such a small spot, it's hard to find a shop that's going to have what you want. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, we were saying how, um, like, we have a great downtown here, but we were looking for, like, a like a cute little, um, like, clothing boutique mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because we, we had to go dress shopping earlier today. And I was saying, like, we don't have that. So, I mean, as much as I hate it, we just kind of have to support those big box stores because we didn't have what we needed. Like, Lise, I'm sure it's different for you all, not because of COVID, but, like, pre-COVID, like, I'm sure there was a bunch of, like, little boutiques and stuff that you could go to and really shop that local environment versus having to support that fast fashion, you know, big buck store. Yeah, there are quite a few stores here that kind of focus on especially like environmentally friendly and ethical and Mm -hmm. local products we even have Mm -hmm. like a few just dedicated like no waste bulk like grocery stores as well that's good where you could like bring in your own containers and like they have like literally everything under the sun from Mm -hmm. dish soap to food to you know makeup all kinds of stuff which I think is really great. So I, I I feel like anyone who does have like the privilege and the financial ability to be able to support those businesses should, you know, try to the best of their ability in order to, yeah, take away the financial incentive from those really big corporations that, you know, don't really care about the impact they have on the environment because it, it it's the only way we can really send a message. It's really interesting because, uh, you know, you say you, you, if you have the privilege to do it, like do it. And if you have those stores, like do it. And it's very true. But what I also want to say is you need to stop shaming yourself about it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we did go dress shopping today and we could have gone to, you know, those secondhand stores and everything. Yeah. There are not a lot here, but, you know, we could have gone to those or try our best or just not shop and do with what we have already. Yeah. We could have done that. Yeah. <laughs> but we did not. We didn't. Um, we went... Such is life. And it is totally fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last week, I think, I bought a water bottle. Wow. A plastic water bottle. <laughs> you know, That's right, yeah. <laughs> am I shaming myself for this? I am not. It's okay. You just, you just got to be conscious, you know, of what's going on and trying your best. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the way I see it is that, you know, I have supported fast fashion in the past. I try not to, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. but if they have that one thing that I'm looking for specifically, I will buy it. But I'm also that type of person that also believes strongly in recycling. So, yeah. like, I bought a plastic water bottle because, you know, I was somewhere and I was thirsty and I didn't have my own with me. Yeah. So, 
I'm stuck with this plastic thing, but I'm not going to throw it out. Mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. recycle it and bring it to, you know, a recycling plant later on. Mm-hmm. And with my clothes, unless there's like a ginormous hole or a stain on it, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give it away mm-hmm. once I'm done with it. I'm not going to throw mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. And like just that recycling thing, I mean, it, it brings me like a peace of mind knowing that, you know, I have supported fast fashion in the past. And that's also like my passion, like fashion, yeah. Yeah. which is also very um, eco nuisance. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. you look at where they create the clothes, like in like Bangladesh and India and stuff, and it's very, very polluted and they put the dye in the water and everything. I mean, we can go into that another time, but I try not to support that. But at the same time, I'm like, if I do, then I want to make sure that someone else is going to give a new life to that piece of clothing. I mean, a water bottle, we, we can't really give it a second life. But, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. I really try to, if I can't support local, because, like we said, here we don't we don't really have that option. I like to support Canadian companies. Mm-hmm. But there's also the fact that it will be more expensive. Yep. Three yeah. quarters of the time, it's more expensive. And when you're in where we are in life, we don't have big salaries that can pay for everything that we want so sometimes it does make sense Mm -hmm. to support you know that fast fashion or go get takeout instead Mm because you know Mm -hmm. financially it just makes more sense but Mm -hmm. at the same time you look at it and you're like well you know Mm -hmm. yeah exactly so that's why i'm saying i i really don't (laughs) like this shaming culture that's Mm -hmm. you know going on with this eco-friendly movement uh we often see those commercials with this beautiful turtle with a straw and its nose and those kind of things and the little dot that is full of petroleum and those things or you know whatever Mm -hmm. um and it's important i think because we need to know it's happening but in another way it's making you feel guilty for things that you have very little impact on and that's why i really don't like this way of thinking i really prefer to just educate people, you know, state the facts. This is happening. This is what you can do, what you should not do, mm-hmm. but just respect yourself mm-hmm. and go at your own rhythm as well. Right. Because you cannot turn, you know, vegan just in one day or zero waste just in one day. Like you need to think this through and you need to just adjust yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just like driving by because it's spring here and all the snow has melted just if you if you want or if you can just go take a a, a walk by the side of the highway with a trash can and just yeah. pick up everything because like right now like just above the street from where you are I was looking at the grass and it looks like it's like we look like in a dump zone like yep. there's so much trash but I mean it's normal throughout winter because there's like different layers of snow and ice and stuff mm-hmm. you know and it's all melting all at once so it makes sense but at the same time like Oh, no, it's very, very gross. (laughs) Yeah, it's not great. But, like, go take a walk and pick that up because, like, we know it's trash, Mm -hmm. but an animal might not think it's trash and they're going to try eating it. And obviously, like, plastic and styrofoam and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's not good for them. Like, (laughs) you might not be saving a life, but you are saving an animal's life by doing Mm -hmm. that. And and that animal will have a greater impact on, you know, the bugs or the whales or, you know, like anything (laughs) else. Yeah. Yeah, here um, I like taking walks along the Rideau Canal, which in the winter it freezes up and you can skate on it, but now it's starting to thaw because it's been quite warm Mm -hmm. lately. And uh, the amount of garbage and even like like road signs that end up in there, I'm sure a lot of it just kind of blows in with the wind like as, Mm -hmm. as time goes, but just the amount of stuff that's in it is really... Gross, but also sad because when the geese come back, when they migrate back, that's kind of like a really popular place for them because there's also like mm-hmm. fish that live in the canal and lots of different plants. So I'm sure they can like eat there and, you know, have their babies and, you know, it's a pretty calm area, probably not a lot of predators. And I can just imagine how tricky it must be if they see a plastic bag and they're not quite sure what it is, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's really, it, it makes you... Think about your own kind of impact if you have one on that. Mm -hmm. I think we can kind of relate it to what we were saying earlier, you know, those people that have to leave because of a flood Mm -hmm. and you come back and half of your stuff is gone Mm -hmm. or it's all trash. Well, it's the same thing for them. They're coming home 
and their house is trashed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, well, I mean, us, it's more of a flood thing, but the us, it's just like, we were just irresponsible and some people littered during the winter time and yeah, their, their house is trashed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just think of those yellow fuzzies that walk on the side of the road and they're so cute. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I destroyed your house. It's uh, really interesting, Dom. You talked about recycling. Ah. And I don't know if you guys learned that uh, when you were in school. When I was in primary school, we talked about the three R's. Yes. Yeah, that was like grade 11 for us. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you're about to graduate. Make some smart decisions. Well, you heard about it at least. Yeah, I did. Um, so it's reduce, reuse, recycle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when I was doing my little research for this podcast, I kind of realized while, you know, writing down some tips and it's really the basics of it all. Okay. Um, when I learned about it, I was like, okay, well, cool, reduce, reuse, recycle, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of forget about it because mm-hmm. you do not Im- apply it, you know, right away. No. It's just, so you kind of forget about it and you're just, yeah, whatever. And when I started to, you know, get interested in the environment again, it was like, oh, right, those, those things were true. <laughs> like, this is what we need to do. And it's really basic, and I really like, like, the way it's, you know, named because mm-hmm. it's really in the be- best order it can be. Okay. So it's reduce, reuse, recycle. Uh, reduce. So the first thing you need to do is think about the way you consume things in a daily basis. So you need to reduce your consumption. There's no way around that. Okay. In North America, we consume too much. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Period. Yeah, probably. (laughs) It's a fact. So this is the first thing you got to think about and, you know, try to process. And okay, so I'm buying too much clothes. All right, I'm going to purge some things out and then I'm going to look, okay, I like to wear those things. Uh, I'm going to have some basic t-shirts, you know, and you, you kind of think, okay, so now I'm good. I'm living some space to buy, you know, two, three things along the year, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be all right. I feel like our closets, like literally exploding, should be like a clear indicator yes. of what we're dealing with. Yeah, exactly. Like I said today, like we went shopping earlier and I said, Kami, you need to stop me from buying things that are soft. I don't need <laughs> these soft things. Yeah. Just because a cardigan is soft doesn't mean that you need it. Exactly. So that's the... And it's for clothes, but it's for everything, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same thing if... Um, really easy tip. If you do groceries, try to make a list mm-hmm. before going. That's what I do, yep. It changes everything. It does. Mm-hmm. And if you want to try to plan your meals as well, it doesn't have to be, you know, really strict or anything, mm-hmm. but to kind of plan out, okay, this week I want to eat this or this kind of meat, or, you know, Mm -hmm. this vegetable, and you just plan it out so you have a list that makes sense Mm -hmm. and that has everything on it that you will need, actually, for the week. Yeah. Uh, When you're going to go grocery shopping, it's going to be so much easier to just not impulse buy, if if you'd like. So to just buy things that you actually need. And, I mean, if you want to check, like, the specials and everything and to to save a, a bit of money, it's great as well. But uh, th- that's one thing also that you can do that's really helpful and that's kind of easy to do as well. My main tip yeah. is to eat before you go to the grocery store. <laughs> True. Because if you go to the grocery store and you're hungry, let me tell you, exactly. even the things you don't like look delicious. Yeah. So that's what I do. That's my biggest mistake. I do make lists, but I make lists without eating. And then I get to the store and I'm like, you're defeating the entire purpose right now. That's relatable. (laughs) Yeah. So those are kind of things that you need to put in your mind to say, okay, I'm consuming too much. Whatever it is, I'm consuming too much. And as I said, you got to go at your own rhythm. Like it's not, okay, I'm purging all of my clothes tomorrow and that's it, you know? (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want to go out naked either. Yeah, and <laughs> it, it, it does not have to be like that. It's, it's just, you know, a process to go through. Um, so after, you know, thinking about reducing, if you still have to buy things and you will, you know, have yeah. to buy some things, uh, there's the reuse that okay. comes. So that's where the second-handed stores mm-hmm. come, comes. And, you know, 
all of this thinking of uh, maybe something that I have, uh, I do not have any need for it right now, but somebody could have. So you just, uh, you can give to, to those stores or you can buy things there as well. Mm-hmm. And it's always to think of giving a second life to your objects, clothes, whatever, and even yeah. food. Um, I know a lot of people that have uh, kind of problems with leftovers. Mm-hmm. Like, they hate eating leftovers and everything. Yeah, you don't want something that's soggy, that was crunchy the day before. Exactly. So there are many, many influencers that give really great uh, recipes and just tricks to what to do with some leftovers. Hmm. Um, if you have, I don't know, some rice and something and some other thing, a vegetable there, hmm. they're just going to give you a recipe that you can uh, throw the, all of those together and make something different you know that tastes kind of the same because it's the same ingredients but mm-hmm. it, but it's completely different because it's another recipe it's right. really something else so that's also a tip that I, that I like to do um you can also try uh, if you do not have compost where you are uh you can do your own compost it's kind of hard uh it's, it's kind of does not smell great yeah i mean we we our neighbors had one in fredericton in the summertime and we all loved it because we were kids and like i remember we had like garden vegetables yeah and we were all excited because we would like throw away like a little snap peas end in there we're like oh we're feeding the worms (laughs) but by the end of the week Man, that reeked. Yeah. It yeah. was so <laughs> gross. And they're like, once you get it started, you can't really stop it because, mm-hmm. like, it's there. So you just got to deal with that smell and that stench, guys. I swear to God, it's bad. <laughs> I can only imagine how bad that smells just by considering how stinky our regular garbage room is in our yeah. apartment yeah. building. Yeah. Oh, geez, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's doable. And if mm-hmm. it's, you know, well, Uh, done it's not gonna reek so bad but Mm. you need to know how to do it and you know there are many websites that have some tips to on how to do it oh yeah there are some places also that i know that are like that have like community compost i think there's one in shayak honestly like there's a community garden and i feel like there's a community compost there probably but uh, I'm, cool. just, I'm just too lazy. Yeah, I know. And sometimes it's pretty far as well. So it's not. Yeah, I'm not know. just going to keep my trash in my car yeah. for a week and then go bring it there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But there's also, you know, many tricks and tips to reuse some parts of the food that you think you cannot eat. Okay. And actually that you can or you can just transform transform them in, you know, other things. Mm -hmm. Uh, An example, I keep a lot of my uh, onion peels, you know, the first layers Mm -hmm. that are, well, you you cannot eat those, (laughs) obviously. Um, But I keep them, I I froze them, and then when I have enough, uh, I do a bouillon with that. Hmm. So you just put them in water, you know, put some spices in there, you can put whatever you have. Uh, Basically, Vegetables uh, that, that that fits in there, it's more like carrots, uh, celery, like onions. Like peels kind of thing. Uh, peels kind of thing. And, you know, don't put broccoli. It's going to taste weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> the more you know. Those really specific vegetables that have really a specific taste, maybe it's not that of a good okay. idea. Mm-hmm. But those, you know, I'd say basic vegetables like carrots, mm-hmm. celery, onions, all of those things. Um, they're really great for that. And hmm. you just reduce your waste. Or at least at some point you're going to throw them out because, yeah. you know, they're not going to dilute in your bouillon or, or anything, dissolve in that. But at least you're going to have, you know, give them an, a second life. Or yeah. A second meaning at least. And I think like there's, I don't, I don't know if you, you don't spend much time on TikTok like we do. Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, there's trends on TikTok as well as people who will take like a, like a pit of a vegetable, like I know like especially avocados, mm-hmm. and they're going to plant it. Yeah. And then they're going to be like, I'm going to have an avocado tree in a couple of years or it, a couple of months, whatever. And it's like, wow, congrats, man. You don't have to go to the store and buy your avocados anymore. Yeah, it's, it's doable, but it really depends on, you know, where you live. Because I don't think we could do this here. 
No. Uh, <laughs> maybe cool. if you have a greenhouse, maybe that would work. But you, you can't no. grow avocados in Canada. I'm not, a complicated. <laughs> not so sure about that. But there are other things that you can grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some green onions right there that are growing. I just, you know, keep the, the bottom, like the stem of them. Mm-hmm. I, I love put them that in trick. water and then I plant them. Yeah, they look like plants, but they're vegetables. Yeah. yeah. So they grow back and I can, you know, eat those. Yeah, well, yeah. So that's really great. And I think, like, as much harm as the pandemic has brought, right? Um, I, I there's some good in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, obviously, like, we've spent more time with our family and we've, we've learned to shop local and et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, so many people started gardening mm-hmm. and, you know, planting their own vegetables and trying to, you know, make their own bread and stuff because you're stuck at home. So, like, you do have time to look after a garden all summer long, like... You can't go on that trip anymore, unfortunately. So, uh, like, as much harm as, you know, the pandemic has brought, like I said, I think it's also a really good thing. Like, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're stuck in your in your province I mean for us so (laughs) you're stuck here so you know you gotta really explore the local shops and the local what you can do and you know obviously you can still buy through Amazon but at the same time why not support local since all the shops are closing anyway yeah Mm -hmm. exactly and while we're talking about you know buying local um, I think it's really the most important thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we have kind of a debate about, you know, do we need to buy uh, organic foods or uh, what do we need to look for the most? Like mm-hmm. what's more important and everything? I think it, the, the, the thing that has uh, less impact on our planet is if you buy local because okay. it's going to travel less. And most of the time when it's, you know, made here, uh, it's more, you know, ethically made or everything because here we have pretty great norms and everything. Mm -hmm. So I I really think even if, you know, there are many tips to, you know, do uh, if you want to be more eco-friendly and reduce your waste and everything and it's very important. The thing is, if you buy local, that's going to be like the, the, the most important impact you're going to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just thinking of one of, of, of my local favorites around here. Um, they have a couple locations around town, but they sell everything from food to, like you said, these makeup and, and self-care products and all stuff. But um, I, I mean, I try to go as much as I can. But like I said earlier, it's a little expensive mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. go. But yeah. at the same time, you have to really put yourself, you know, in those pants. Like, they probably got that product for a more expensive price mm-hmm. because it's ethically made. Exactly. Most of the time, it's it's made in Canada. So, you know, it, it is more expensive. And, you know, you have to get those raw materials mm-hmm. ethically, which is double the price, unfortunately. Like, I was thinking the other day, like, I need a new razor for my legs. Mm-hmm. So... I was thinking, you know, instead of keep on buying those disposable ones that work just fine, I'm going to get a single blade one Mm -hmm. that you, you know, you change the blade after a while. And I did my research, you know, I looked on Amazon. They were, I don't know, they were like 20 bucks. And then I looked at the local store that we, that we like, and they were almost double the price. Mm -hmm. Well, like past me, as I call it would have obviously just gone for the Amazon because it's cheaper and I would save mm-hmm. money. But then the, like, conscious, eco-conscious me yeah. is like, why not just go, look like, support mm-hmm. that local store? Like, it's going to be more expensive, but when you're going to be there, you're going to be talking to actual people who, for the most part, love their job. Mm-hmm. Um, Three-quarters of the time, whenever I go there, I don't buy one thing. I buy, like, ten things, and I end up broke. But it's fine. I sported local, so whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, I, I'm just... And I even messaged them on Instagram, and I was like, look, um, I'm looking to do the switch. Do you guys have the product I'm looking for? And... Maybe within the hour, they're like, oh, my God, yes, we even have it in 10 different colors. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> sick, man. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> so um, sometimes, like, even in the pandemic or even, like, during a weather storm or something, if you're scared to go out or something, you can usually just reach out to those stores and ask, do you have what I'm looking for? And usually they'll answer within the next 48 hours. And mm-hmm. I think that's my new favorite way of shopping, you know, and you get to know your community at the same time as well. Like that could be 
a new friend that you make. Mm-hmm, exactly. And you have to think that if you are trying to reduce your consumption, then, you know, automatically it's going to cost you less because you're buying less. I mm-hmm. guess, yeah. So even if what you're buying costs a little bit more and, you know, it really depends on what it is and everything, but in the end, it's probably going to cost you less because mm. you're just buying... You, you, Have you ever, like, calculate how much it costs you to buy those disposable razors, like, in a year? Not really, but I'm sure it's a lot. It's probably the same price as what I will pay for that straight-edge razor that's going to last me, like, 10 years instead. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so that's why I'm saying if you, you know, try to reduce as much as you can, even if what you buy costs a little more and everything, well, it's going to cost you less in the end Mm, because you're buying less. True. So that, yeah, that's, that's really the basics of it. And so now maybe I can, you know, throw some tips out, just mm-hmm. basic things yes, that I do uh, in my daily life that are really, you know, easy and everything. And again, like, don't try to do everything at once. Nope. Um, you know, I've known you for what, like, we've been friends for four or five years now. Like, Pretty much, yeah. Every time we hang out, you're always telling me about this, like, new thing that you <laughs> yeah. did. Like, you're not just going to throw everything and yeah. start from scratch. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, I got rid of this, so now I'm going to get this instead. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of also something to, to to remember. Just don't do everything at once because you'll end up either poor or with nothing. And you're just yeah. you're just going to start from scratch where it's easier and keep on buying that fast mm-hmm. stuff. Exactly, exactly. So, um... First of all, something really, really, really easy. I don't know if you guys know about those um, beeswax cloth that yes. like oh, yeah. replace mm-hmm. saran wrap. Yeah, uh, I st- I still have saran wrap here because there are things that are. It's just you know you need that tight seal. Yeah, you, you kind of need it, and it's really better. But for you know the daily things, and leftovers, yeah, and everything. leftovers and everything, and you know you have half a pepper or something, you just put it in it, and it it. it you know, keeps it mm-hmm. fresh a little bit longer. So those are really great. And they are basically everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are thousands of them mm-hmm. out there. So just find a local, you know, shop around where you live and look if they have it and just buy it from there. Because, you know, they're pretty much everywhere. And they're really, they're not that expensive. And uh, most of those are compostable. Okay. So nice. that's really great as well. Uh, you just cut them into little pieces and you put them in your trash mm. and it's going to compost. So yeah. that's great. Uh, that's the first thing and it's kind of the easiest thing to just... You're going to stop using so much plastic while right. doing this. I was also thinking of like, you know, for like... Instead of, of Ziploc baggies. Because mm-hmm. you can reuse them. But yep. after, like, I mean... Three quarters of the time when I use a Ziploc baggie, I just never think about it and I throw it out. Yeah. But exactly. I want to invest in those silicone ones exactly. instead, which yeah. are much easier to wash and, you know, mm-hmm. dry out than the plastic ones. So yeah. they might be a little more, but at the same time, I'm thinking like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saving money in the long run mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I will be, you know, not throwing away plastic. Yeah. And once again, you know, they're available at many, mm-hmm. many places. And I saw know. them at Old Navy when we yeah. went today. Like, And there are, you know, many local companies that do them as well. And, you know, they can go in the dishwasher most of the time. Hmm. So it's really, really easier. I do not have those yet because I'm still on my Ziploc bags that I reuse like as much as I can. Yeah, you reuse yours. (laughs) And I think that's something I try to do is, you know, when I want to make a a smart eco like switch, you still Mm -hmm. need to use up what you already have because you already own it. It already exists. Like it's been produced. So there's no mm-hmm. use in th- like throwing out a half-used thing of makeup, let's say, if you want to buy mm-hmm. the eco-friendly one. Like, you're still wasting something. Yeah. yeah. Just use up what you have before you do the switch exactly. as well. Because mm-hmm. it just does not make sense no. if you don't do that. So, yeah, uh, that's for the cooking things. Um, other tips that I, you know, daily do and everything... Um, I recently bought dryer balls. Mm-hmm, yeah. Ooh. I did not know those existed. Yeah. Frankly, <laughs> frankly, I did not. Um, it's really great. It kind of do your research though, because there are some that are not good with, you know, static electricity and mm-hmm. all that. Um, but it really reduces your drying time, like significantly. True. Um, before I had those, it could took me like an hour and a half to dry my clothes. Now it's 
about 40 minutes and it's done. Like, not only you're gonna stop using those, you know, uh, drying sheets and bounce sheets, bounce, 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 (laughs) those things that I really do not like. Um, Sometimes they smell really intense. Yeah, like it's not. Mm -hmm. uh, And uh, not only you're gonna stop using that because you just throw them out when you're done. Mm -hmm. uh, You're gonna reduce your electricity consumption. Right. So that's a really great tip as well. Um, I found some really cute penguin ones online. Yeah. We can link those. Aww. <laughs> really cute. I it's don't like know. tumbling penguins. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also in this kind of uh, place of, you know, clothing and everything, there are, uh, I'm waiting on them. I've uh, bought some, I don't know how you could call those. It's, it's like a detergent, but on sheets. So it's okay. like a, a little strip that you just, you know, put in your wash and then it's going to dissolve. Yeah. And it's going to do the job so- of detergent. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, so I, I, I still not try those. I really, you know, I want to know if they, they work or They're not. They're on their way. They're on their way. So uh, I really hope they work because it's really amazing because mm. you'll stop to buy, you know, those big plastic jugs yeah. of detergent. Mm-hmm. So that's really, really great. Um, hopefully they work. I can, I can keep you, you know, posted on that mm-hmm. um, to see how much they're, uh, you know, effective. Also, I tried to start using uh, vinegar and water to clean around my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've read a lot, you know, of uh, things about this that it's just, it does the same thing as those uh, multi-purpose cleaners and everything. It does the same job. Mm-hmm. I tried it. I wasn't sold on it, um, maybe because I don't clean, like, so often, so it kind of <laughs> gets messy. Maybe it's, you know, it's 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 not, it, it's, it's, I don't know, maybe you still need some of those pretty hard cleaners that, that do the big jobs. But if for an everyday clean or, you know, for, for some things, uh, like if you clean your floors pretty often, it works wonders. Yeah, like we were talking about that earlier this week, you and yeah. I. Um, basically, like I said, um, I don't have that much time at home, you know. I'm busy. I'm on the go. Um, mm-hmm. So when I do clean, it's because I really do need to clean. It's not looking too good. I'm not that cute housewife that cleans the floors every weekend just because it's part of my routine. I don't do that. So when I do clean, I need something that's intense, that's that's going to work. So, like, Mm -hmm. I also tried the vinegar thing, and there's some stuff that it was like, okay, you know, maybe. But, like, for example... I'm thinking of the mirror I have right in our bathroom, like Mm -hmm. right where we wash our teeth and there's like toothpaste splatter on that. Vinegar doesn't work that shit. I need Windex. Like (laughs) give me the Windex. I know it's bad. I know and everything, but at the same time, I need something. Yeah. And it's not that it's bad in itself. It's just that, you know, all of those plastic jobs that we buy every time we used up those, those things. So that's really, you know, the, the, the point of this. And I know there's there's a new trend going around, and I kind of want to try this, but basically you buy little, like, I don't know what you would call them, maybe, like, little pods yeah. of, like, a concentrate. They look like Tide Pods. I think I know what you're talking about. They're like a concentrate. So basically mm-hmm. you buy, you know, a spray bottle anywhere at the dollar store, and you fill it with water, and you put that little pod instead. Mm-hmm. So instead of buying, you know, that plastic bottle that has the chemical in it, it's still a chemical, mm-hmm. but you still didn't do the plastic consumption exactly. of it. And you usually buy mm-hmm. them, like, you know, in bulk, so you don't have to go to the store and waste gas to go to the store and get your Windex or whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I heard about it. Um, I'll, I'll have to look up where to get some, but I'm really interested in... Uh, in learning how those work, because I think it's really interesting. Yeah, exactly. And you can either, you know, buy a pretty little uh, plastic bottle, or you can, or you can just reuse the ones that you already have yeah. that you're gonna empty someday, mm-hmm. and then you just reuse them. So that's yeah. really great. Um, I really love a company that's you know Canadian based. Uh, I don't know how they pronounce it, but it's ET. So it's E T E E. Oh, so E-T-E-E. I guess it's ET. I don't E-T-E-E. know. <laughs> and they do really, you know, everything eco-friendly wise. So okay. they have dryer balls, they have the, the food wraps also. And what I buy from them is, um, I bought two brushes. Yeah. Just because they're compostable. 
The, the bamboo nice. ones? Yeah, the bamboo ones. And there are many companies that do them as well, but it's just so much easier. Yeah. You just throw them in your, you know, compost bin or whatever, and it's, it's done because you buy a lot of toothbrushes yeah. in your life, and they're all plastics. Are the bristles of the ones you buy as well compostable? I've tried many companies, so that's the one that I preferred. Uh, I really have sensitive teeth, so mm-hmm. I like when they're not hard. Right. Uh, and they're they're pretty great. Okay. Uh, you know, it's it's not perfect. You know, it's not a dental company or anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm kind of okay with those. I mean, obviously, if you have some sort of like oral issue, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, like use the yeah. toothbrush that you know was recommended to or exactly. that you need or that works for you. Obviously, use that instead. But uh, that's really interesting too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I pulled up their website because I, I wanted to know what they have <laughs> and like they they have a bunch of stuff. They oh, even yeah? have them. Something that I have been wanting to find in, like, an eco-friendly format is toothpaste tabs Mm -hmm. that have fluoride in them. Yep. Right. Because I want an option that has fluoride, but a lot of these, like, eco-green, you know, companies, they don't put fluoride in it because, you know, conspiracy theories or whatever. It's vegan and everything, and it's, yeah. Yeah. But ET, however they say it, has the option for Mm -hmm. a fluoride tab it seems yeah i think i think i clicked on the right thing yeah yeah yeah. yeah, they have and it's it's pretty recent um the only thing about that it's it it comes with it in a litter like glass container and it's really cute Mm -hmm. but they they do not have like the the refill option so you're gonna have to buy this glass container like every time Uh, you use those up and i read some comments like i think two days ago or something mm-hmm. like that about this product specifically and that's why i didn't buy it because i was like i don't mm. want like 10 plastic yeah and, you know glass jars in my bathroom i already have enough yeah <laughs> yeah i guess yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. i think they're working on this you know like maybe to subscribe to some kind of program so you have a refill every i don't know two three months that comes in a kind of compostable little bag or something little like that bag, and you yeah. just can just fill your, your thing up again but yeah they're really great i really love them and i've tried many many things i also have the their uh stain bar so it's like a bar a soap bar but it's for stains mm. so uh you you just i think you wet you know your stain mm-hmm. and then you just go on it you, you rub your your little bar on it and it works oh yeah yeah it's really great nice. We'll, uh, we'll definitely link uh, that website and basically all the other resources yeah. that we talked about in the show notes because, uh, uh, I mean, we hang out all the time and we talk every day <laughs> and I had no idea about that website. So um, we'll definitely uh, link everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also really good to buy in bulk. Like I see your yes. noodle containers. Yes. Like we go to the bulk barn that we have locally and, and we buy. Yes. Well, I mean, you can because, I mean, we don't really have the room in our kitchen. But you buy like local bulk and instead of buying the pasta box, you just bring your own jars. I, I know it's different because of COVID. But yeah. like before, you just brought your own jars and they weighed them and... You fill it up with whatever you want, and then you pay, and you did not buy a new plastic jar. Exactly, because right now those are a scam. It's it, they're not coming from Bug Bar. Right oh. I just I just emptied the. They're the, just from the, the pretty cartons. box. Oh, okay, <laughs> um, but it's because of COVID. They do not take you know the jars anymore. They don't. You you gotta use those little plastic bags to that put are your not things in. It's just it's just mm. you know it doesn't make sense to mm. me. But when it's gonna come back to normal, I'm gonna do this again. Yeah. And yeah, we buy in in bulk it's really really important as much as you can i mean like i'm just thinking about like what you can buy in bulk at the bulk bar and it's not like you can buy like your fruits and veggies no like you can buy your spices but at the same time i'm like do i really need that much spice that i need to go buy them in bulk like i don't need a full bag of them and like same for pasta like you know Mm -hmm. i i mean yes they you can conserve them in like the jars that you have but do i really need like two big bags full of pasta like no exactly so if there was more, you know, bulk options, I definitely would. But at the same time, I mean, I live in Shidiac also. Mm-hmm. There's no bulk options mm-hmm. there. And at the same time, I'm like, am I really going to do the 25-minute drive yeah. to come buy a bag of spices at the bulk barn? I mean, I'm sorry, but it's going to be more expensive to, like, you know, buy the gas to go to the bulk barn exactly. in the first place. Exactly. So, yeah, you gotta you got to, like, you know, weigh those... Uh, things to to just decide what you're gonna do but before covid i tend to go like at 
three to four places to do my groceries. Yeah. So I would yeah, go. Yeah, doing groceries with yeah. you is a process. <laughs> I would go to, <laughs> you know, the local market just to have some fruits and vegetables that mm-hmm. are locally grown. Um, I would go to Bulk Barn uh, to buy all those things uh, in bulk. that and rice. And- yeah, and, you know, flour and sugar and all of those things. Maybe you're not going to have to go to a Bulk Barn or whatever bulk store that you have every week mm-hmm. but you know it's it's still a, a pretty great thing to do mm-hmm. and then we also have a fruit and vegetable store uh oh, around yes. here on the mountain road um that's really great you know if i in Shiak too yeah uh that we maybe if i cannot find something in the local market or it's not you know on the weekend i'm gonna go there instead mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna go to the grocery store for my milk and you know the things that you cannot easily find in other yeah. places. Like I know, especially in the summertime around here, it's yeah. even easier because yeah. there's markets and there's all sorts mm-hmm. of things. But in the wintertime, unfortunately, I will go to the grocery store and, you know, buy that mm-hmm. generic brand because I'm like, it's just easier and it's just there. And I mean, the, the market's obviously closed in the wintertime, so I can't <laughs> I can't go just casually yeah. stroll down the street and go see the local farmer because... Mm-hmm. He's not there. Yeah. Moncton's yeah. market is open, but there's not, you know, much stuff yeah. in the wintertime. It's basically uh, meat or, you know, maybe some bread. The and, local butchers, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I could I could do better, actually. Because, you know, I could buy my bread not at the grocery store. I could go to a bakery, uh, to, a bakery to, to buy my, be- my bread or to go to a, you know, local butcher to have some great meat. Or to a fish market to have yeah. some local fish as well, and I not do I don't I don't do, do that. you really need a seventh spot to do no, your groceries? I don't do that. <laughs> and I think it's really easier when you live like in a pretty pretty big city when you know you have those things uh, you know close to each other. Like I'm thinking, like um, just right before COVID, actually, my boyfriend and I went to Montreal, yeah, and we went to uh, Marché Jean Talon, yeah, which is a huge farmers market. But there's literally everything yeah. there. There's veggies, there's meat, there's flowers, there's bread, there's 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 everything mm-hmm. that you would need. So it's basically like one stop shop to do your groceries. Yeah, it's basically a grocery store, but you know with local producers, yeah, everywhere. I mean, we we had planned to eat lunch there. Mm-hmm. And it took us probably like 45 minutes just to decide what we were going to have because <laughs> there were so many vendors and we're like, oh my God. I mean, we had pizza. It was delicious. But like, um, it's it's just that that luxury that some bigger cities have mm-hmm. that we might not have here. Yeah. Like when you live close to those stores, mm-hmm. it's really easier. Uh, you know, and it's even better if you can do this on foot. Like, yeah. you just walk around. Or take, like, the, the communal transport, like, yep. the metro and stuff. I mean, here, I mean, you look in every car and everyone's driving by themselves. But at the same time, um, the greater Moncton area is so big mm-hmm. that, like, for example, I I can't walk here. Nope. <laughs> like, I'm going to start walking at 4 in the morning to maybe get there by lunchtime. Like, I just maybe, can't yeah. do that. <laughs> I mean, I will try to carpool. Like, today we did carpool as mm-hmm. much as we could. Mm-hmm. But there's sometimes, like... I'm sorry, but I will have to drive there. And that's one thing that I wanted to talk about. You know, sometimes our society is not there yet in the way that, you know, maybe we're at one point in our life that we're like, okay, I'm going to be more uh, using those active kind of transports, Mm -hmm. using a bike or, you know, going on foot. But if you live in a place, you know, that does not have great transports or like Moncton, it's really, it's really large. We're not really packed up. So it's, it's really hard to do this. Like I'm thinking like you live on car, it would be probably three to five minutes to go to, you know, Old Navy or anything on Mountain Road. But if we walked, it'd be like an hour walk. And then you got those big bags that you got to carry and people around here don't drive the best. So like watch out and uh, I'm just (laughs) sorry, but no. Yeah. So, you know, even if you do as much of of efforts that you can, sometimes it's just not going to happen because society is not there yet. Right. And you got to be okay with that. And sometimes you cannot do anything about it. Or, you know, you can try. You can talk to, uh, you know, go to those uh, municipal councils and everything and just give your piece of things. Is it going to work? I don't know. But try it. Try it, yeah. Do your best, but sometimes you just gotta accept it. That's the way it is, and I cannot really do much about it. Hmm. Yeah, 
that was really fun. (laughs) Yeah, this was a great conversation. I feel like I learned like a lot. And I mean, (laughs) we hang out every every like second day and I'm like, well, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like for like for me, considering I live in like you know a, a very big city compared to uh, compared to Moncton, yeah. And even though like I I don't drive, but you know usually my boyfriend and I will go drive do groceries. Like I can force myself to walk, mm-hmm. and like you know it's it's not that far for me. So it this is reminding me that I kind of I, I should try to make as many better choices as I can as I have like you know the privilege of living in downtown Ottawa where there's like 53 grocery stores at walking distance to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is a good, a good reminder. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it, it's always, you know, in the, the way of saying you gotta, re- you gotta be conscious about it and you gotta stop shaming yourself about it. Mm-hmm. But in the mm-hmm. same way, you, you need to not forget about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. need to always it's remember balance. it. Like don't feel yeah. bad, but if it's in the back of your mind, it's already a first step. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I guess that's that's all the time we have today, guys. So um, like always, thanks again for tuning in. Um, let us know what you think of our of our first guest. Um, we definitely have more to come. Uh, like always, um, rate us five stars on the podcast app. You can follow our Facebook page. We'll also link um, everything we talked about today on there. Um, Instagram as well. Thank you for all the love we've been getting on there. Truly appreciate follow like comment the whole jazz and um until next time guys uh drink your water in a responsible way uh wash your face in a responsible way and be (laughs) kind always thanks for having me guys see ya guys